That's one thing I love more to get in my pitch over the plate. And that is getting over this plate in Casa Ole. It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. You get a free child's play, we just take a stop from any Astros game. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. Casa Ole, Ole! Olay. 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 That was that's lackluster. Yeah, it, it, yeah. yeah it's episode eighty-eight. It that was that was more. There was more energy in that one. Yeah, there. Yeah, there was. Uh, so it's yeah. No, it's it's the we're in spring training and nothing matters until it actually does. Part of spring training. Do you care at all? I watch I watch Wade Wade Miley pitch today. I'm like I don't care about any of this. It doesn't. It literally doesn't matter. Like nothing matters right now. Uh, the only thing that matters is that that Altuve is healthy, Correa is healthy, everyone stays healthy, and results do not actually matter. Do we? Are we doing a disservice to ourselves by by saying that it doesn't matter, even though it's the truth? Should we be like selling ourselves like? Listen to our preseason, preseason, preseasonathon, and like just tricking people, even though even though the truth is that nothing is happening that matters, and um, uh, we don't care as well as the players. Like we we are playing as much golf as the players are. <laughs> I mean, I'm perfectly fine with with making people think that every game, every spring training grapefruit league game matters, but it it doesn't. So so I, I'll, we can be we can be the real podcast. You want to be the T-H-A, real podcast. I'm, I'm cool with that. Oh, the, yeah, the real, but it's spelled R-E-E-L, and we're just, we're just, we just talk about movies. Today, we're going to talk about the movie Necessary Roughness, starring Scott Bakula and Sinbad. I, I would actually 100% watch that, like, tonight for a podcast, for sure. There was one time I just randomly, uh... Tag Sinbad in a tweet, and he like responded something really weird, and it makes me laugh. <laughs> I, I, in fact, I have to look it up even before I do sponsors. Like I, I can't. We got we're stuck on Sinbad right now. <laughs> <laughs> I love Sinbad. Like he just, I do too. Like so, like it. I mean, it was in half jest, but also like. Oh yeah, I just I just tweeted him that um, that necessary roughness necessary roughness was on. I was like, hey Sinbad, necessary roughness is on. He was like. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I I would totally yeah yeah no I, I oh no okay no this is even better May of 2016 Sinbad necessary references on Andre doesn't eat raw meat because Andre is a vegetarian and Sinbad replies but Sinbad does like his fish sandwiches smiley face <laughs> <laughs> so creepy <laughs> I love it. It so much. Oh, it's so funny. I forgot about that, but like, oh, all right, Sinbad and your stupid-ass fish sandwiches. Oh, so you're a pescatarian? I don't know, man. But like, but he's That's talking funny. in third person, like, but Sinbad does like his fish sandwiches. <laughs> no smiley face emoji, like the, the keyboard smiley face, sideways smiley. He's too real for that, yeah. Man. Okay, well, this is Lima Time Time. I'm Patrick McClellan. He's James. We are sponsored by Bravado Spice, the best hot sauce, I'm going to say, on planet Earth. Yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb and say on planet Earth. Yeah, for sure. Like, they keep killing it, 
and they're they're at all these festivals just winning prizes and making more money and as we plummet further and further into debt yep and uh into darkness and the sadness and uh so as they as they climb oh, you would think that they would want to bring the podcast that stuck with them from the jump street with them yep. but but lo and behold they do not so yep. we will continue to uh to just to go deeper and into sadness and debt as they uh, become a multinational, publicly traded hot sauce conglomerate. We will provide the coattails on which they can ride to greatness. Yeah, so yeah, so we'll be we'll be just we'll be sitting there. We'll play be playing blues music on our on our patios, telling about how we were the ones that that took this this company to the next level, and yep. and people will not believe us, and then they'll they'll sanction us for being old and senile and crazy, and they will be correct for doing so. But that being said, I will eat the bravado hot sauce until I'm dead. I don't care how much money they owe me and if they ever pay me. I that's how good their hot sauce is. I will um, continue to eat it. So that's a testament to just their their bold flavors. Yeah, no, they can they can send me like three bottles of Serrano and basil like every year, and I'll be like, all right, that's fair. No, yeah. really, really, like just like seriously, I and and I, I they're they're not listening, so I don't have to risk like outing us on this but yeah but i am completely satisfied with getting free product but that being said i am also calculating the amount of money that they owe us and it is an astounding amount so um no no it's it's in the it's in the tens of hundreds which i believe is actually well and also well no well to see and we're getting and we're getting i'm getting peppered with all sorts of different emails from people trying to uh you know to take the the podcast onto their to their network and um stuff is this so the fact that we haven't successfully monetized this yet is is basically just a, a reflection on our business skills and um i have none yeah right i don't really have any either i'm just uh, hopefully the check arrives in my i always thought it was just direct deposit i don't know i have to negotiate <laughs> stuff Anyway, so yeah, so bravado spice, bravado spice. It's the spice, it's the spice, it's the spice of your life. It's the spice of your life. Love, 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 love. It's the spice of your life. It's the remix. All right, that was the Super Devil almost coming in on a remix, but I stopped it. Keith Flint, R.I.P. Yeah, for real. So anyway, so yeah, so the spice of your life. What else do we have? Ken Oxygen, great T-shirt, soft, high-quality, good stuff. And um, F45 training, if David ever sends me ad copy, I will give him a proper ad. But until then, that's not exercise. This is exercise. <laughs> F45, East Downtown location. Go there, do circuit training, be Australian. It's a rugby. It's it's Australian. It's exercising. It's Australian. It's down under. That's all I got for you. So until so, so check it out. Look them up. Go go exercise. Go down under. That's not exercise. This is exercise. All right, we're on the show. All right. So it's episode eighty-eight. How worried are you that Jose Altuve does not have an actual left half of his body? Ooh. Um. I I it, it actually does register on my worried meter. But I, I think that that's possible that um, it's possible that maybe I had, there's nothing else to worry about. So I'm hyper focused on anything that could potentially be worrisome. That makes sense. But yeah, I can, I he's a key. Like, and, I, and I keep repeating this over and over again. Barring health issues, 
the the Houston Astros should be the the front runner to uh, to win the American League pennant and uh, compete for a World Series. I will say that they are one of the top three teams, and it's in- and I but I and, I and I agree and I agree with it. Like and I I think they were a better baseball team than the Boston Red Sox last year if they were healthy. Yo, oh, yeah, that, yeah. And that's tough to argue because the Red Sox were so good, but they just it was they just had a fr- it was a freak occurrence, and they ran away with the division and won so many games. But in terms of run differential and some of the the deep analytics, the deep math, the Astros were right there with them. And um, and I I would say that they they overtake them given the fact that they have no bullpen this year. Yeah, I mean they don't have Kimbrel, which the Astros absolutely own. Isn't Joe Kelly gone too? Yeah, he has some weird disease, and I can't... Yeah, yeah, he has looked too much like a spot welder disease. He has looked like a Boston spot welder disease. Yeah, I got spot welder disease, so we all look the same. It's me, Joel Kelly. He's got, he's got Southie. He's, yeah, yeah, he's got he's got Southie disease. He's got O'Sullivan, O'Sullivan syndrome. I mean, I, and I, I don't want to... I don't want to... I don't even want it to be an excuse, but, like, the Astros played a couple weeks shorter, maybe a week, because the Dodgers are freaking trash. But like They, they really are. They really are. How cute. They didn't play as long as the Red The Red Sox had an extra week, 10 days, or whatever whatever it was, and, and I think that matters. And, no, you have, an, you have a healthy Correa and a healthy Altuve, and, yeah. Seemingly, I mean, seemingly. You could lose in six or seven games, and that's just that's just how baseball goes. But you add those two healthy players in, and and that's a different series. And Completely. I mean, the way it plays out. I mean, the way that, I mean, everything about that series is different. I mean, you split in Boston, and you come back. The way that went down was just so. I, I even even with the injuries, I don't think it goes down the same way. If if you if you played it again. With the exact same lineup, I, I I don't think it goes down like that. I I think maybe Boston gets over on the Astros, but um, like they, they they were in every single one of those games except for the the one that the the late home run, stupid ass idiot. What's his name? Uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. Yeah. The the miracle hero, the the guy who sold his soul to the real devil to have one <laughs> one playoff series where he was productive. Yeah, no. But other than that, they were in it. So I, I think if they played it again, that I think it would have gone seven, and it, it probably would have gone Boston's way because they were the healthier team, they were the better team at the time, and and they deserved to win the World Series. So I don't want to take anything away from them, but I, no, I, not, I, I we can be we can be bitter. We can be bitter. The bitter. What would happen? Those guys who are the no, wor- the worst fans on earth. Bitter, but not salty. Like it's it's possible to. I mean, Boston won that series fair and square, and or you know. Well, I mean, they did have some Joe West fair. help. But but yeah. but but I think but I think everybody's in agreement that that Boston was the better baseball team and that they deserved to win the World Series given the fact that their record and what they did in the AL East and all season long they were winning baseball. So I mean, it wasn't a fluke that that, that they won. You know. No, it's not. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not a fluke. They were a very good team uh, when they needed. I mean, they were a very good team all season. They won a hundred and eight games. They won two thirds of their games. I, they didn't deserve. They didn't deserve to win that many games. Did you see what their um, what's the what's the stupid projector that nobody likes? 
Pythagorean theorem? No, not the Pythagorean theorem. The, uh... Dakota? Yes. They they had them at, like, 500. Or maybe maybe it was 88 <laughs> wins or something. There's no way they under they underestimated them by 20. I swear to God they did. They they were off and they were off on they were off on the on the Red Sox. They were off on the on the Oakland Athletics as everybody else were. Yeah, um, every, even no no one in Oakland thought they'd win that many games for sure. And uh, but that was pretty much it. They were pretty dead on. Uh, th- there was a couple of um, they were off on the the Colorado Rockies and uh, a couple of those NL West teams that popped off. But th- they were pretty accurate last year. So. They they came in with conservative numbers. I, I believe that the the Astros they have the, us pre, to win ninety eight games or something. Yeah. Or not? It was it might have been ninety nine, but th- that was the most out of any team in the league. So they predicted the Astros would win ninety nine or ninety eight, one of the two. And uh, so, shout out to stupid ass projections and math. <laughs> Do you really think Craig Kimbrell will sit out this year? Um, if he's taken a, a page out of the Le'Veon Bell handbook, then yeah. <laughs> or do you do you think he's one of those signings like, sort of like a Clemens, like he signs with a random team and yes, yeah, he'll get he'll get over he'll get overpaid down the stretch and he won't be in game shape and it'll be a detriment to them. But um, I, I, I it's tough. I I think if you're somebody that's commanding that amount of money, I. I, I don't know what the right move is, but I would say that at some point you've got to uh, you've got to hammer down and stand by your value. Like you, you don't, it's not a good look to like for instance, uh, Machete, Machete, bad look, not his fault. I feel bad for the guy, but he turned down the deal with the Astros and ends up signing the one-year deal as you know Salvador Perez's replacement in Kansas City. All right, no. That was all his agent. I think I believe he fired Scott Boris for that, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, apparently so. Like so, so the Astros apparently offered Maldonado two years, twelve million. That seems like a lot. I don't. I don't. I don't know if I believe that. that yeah. That no. They, if they offered him like two years and like eight or nine. Uh, yeah, that's that sounds like the Astros. But I, but, but I don't, even if they offered him that, him turning that down sounds absolutely retarded. Well, but I think I think that's his agent at the time was Scott Boris, and I think. But what else is he going to get out there? This is a, that's the best offer you're going to get, and that if that's the offer, then that's. No, I mean. I, and again, like I've never saw those. I saw nothing around those numbers. I've seen nothing released on what was offered. So I mean, I I talk about that loosely. No, but name a good catcher. There's not one. Yeah, I mean, Real JT Muto. Real Muto. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Salvador Perez always hurt. That sucks. He's always hurt. Who's Wait. the the one with the feminine eyebrows? Is that uh, Joe Mauer? No, no. The, the, what's his name? The uh, the Cardinals. Oh, Yadier. Yeah, Yadier has. He has Yadier. very. He has almost gypsy like feminine eyebrows. No. <laughs> he really does. Like they, if you ever look at him, it's just like oh, it's like who ha- who else who else has eyebrows like that? It's like oh, your Italian stepmother. Yeah, your Italian stepmother has. <laughs> And fucking Yadier Molina, they're very feminine, and it's not and it's not even a tech. Like, we just had International Women's Day, shout to women, all about them, but Yadier Molina has extremely gypsy-like feminine eyebrows. <laughs> he does. He does. It's totally true. 
He does. They're very thin. They're very. They're very. And they're even drawn on. They're penciled in at some point. So it's like either yeah, he's like a cho- either he's a cholo, a chola. <laughs> so he's either a chola or a gypsy lady, which is and then gypsy is apparently a pejorative. But what are you gonna do? Um, yeah. So shout out to him and his stupid feminine eyebrows. Uh, yeah, it'd be Joe Mauer. <laughs> I mean, we we, we saw we saw the disaster of of, of the, the catchers in New York. The guy the guy can't even play the position properly. He can hit the, he can hit twenty five home runs, but he can't play the position. So, and that cost them games in twenty seventeen. Yeah, and and so I mean I I kind of I, I I sort of understand Maldonado, good defensive catcher, you know, bad comes around iffy but uh, there's no way Garrett Stubbs is not the some sort of major league equivalent of a catcher right and 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 I think that's the way teams are going and I know we've talked about like but this what is, is what owners are doing is that criminal is it smart is it it depends what depends who it is I mean, Bryce Harper absolutely deserves the contract that he got. Manny Machado, I hate him. I hope he is he, such a piece of shit. I I hate him, and he's a piece of shit. But but he he he's a contract. good baseball. He's a good baseball player. He's a bad person, and probably will be in in in, in hell with Cole Hamels and the rest of the <laughs> the, the Devil Warspers. But he is a bad yeah, person. No, he, absolutely, he's a good he's a good villain. But but he's still a, a good. He's a, well, no, he's a very extremely good villain, and uh, oh, it's interesting Carlos to see Correa what he does. You, I'm sorry. Carlos Correa is his counterpart. Like, like Carlos Correa is the good Manny Machado. Like, he's the white angel on your left. He shoulder. is such an angel. He's wearing he's wearing light colored fedoras exclusively at the buckle. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and it's, yeah. So he's just wearing his light colored, very uh, Panama Jack like fedoras. Uh-huh. He's got, you know, Danielle's right by her side, just like, hey, but hey, buddy, we're gonna do this together, and then we're gonna go and we're gonna redecorate our our Manhattan apartment on the new show. Carlos and Danielle redecorate Manhattan, and then it's like it's like or Made in Manhattan two. It's a it's yes. a new movie, and it's just starring him and her. And shout out to A Rod and J Lo. That's just that's yeah. that's a made that's a Made in Manhattan d- derivation derivation. That's not a word. That's not a word. It is now playboy. Deriviation. Put it in the put it in the put it in the Webster's. Deriviation. Yeah. It sounds good. It sounds smart. I sound cool when I say it. Deriviation. Uh, go ahead and do that. But uh, I mean, I no. Mean, but correct. you're no. You're absolutely correct. Correct. I, I will say this, and I, yeah, I don't make predictions, but Correa Ooh. is 100 percent going to hit 290 with 25 home runs plus. And he, Correa's back. Like, he knows because he knows that whatever contract is coming, whether that's from the Astros or from some other team, like, it's coming. And people want to know, is it because of his back issues last year or or what? But but Correa is going to go off this year. I guarantee it. But see, and, and those numbers you predicted isn't really going off. Now, is that a good year? Absolutely. And no, it's a good year, but I mean, I mean. Honestly, I have you seen? He's gonna hit 330? No, he's not going to hit 330. He's not a 330 type guy. He actually, he might be. He might be able to, at his peak, he may be able to pop off a 330. 
season. The the the, the the way he sprays different field, the way he swings, the way he can he can put the ball on he pulling it and go opposite field, um, and power numbers. He I think he can pull off a three thirty year. He could he could at least go a couple months. He could go like a June July hitting three thirty. But I was gonna say, did have you noticed some of his um, some of his his home run totals on and and I'm they're they're gambling sites, so take that for what it's worth. But they are low. For power yeah. numbers for Correa, and I, I feel like, I mean, 18 plus, 20, 18 plus, 20, 18 plus, 20 plus. I, I feel like if he's not hitting 20 home runs plus, then it's a it's a down year. Like I, he, his power numbers need to be 25 plus every year. No, he should be a 25. And he needs to be. He needs to be a. I mean, he needs to be a 30 plus guy, as far as I'm concerned. But maybe that's me being too harsh on him because I've heard he's the second coming of. Derek Jeter, A Rod, and uh, Edgar Renteria put together. <laughs> no, yeah, he needs to hit forty with elite defense. Uh, but like, but but like, what he did in twenty seventeen that that is the Carlos Correa. I want three fifteen, and I want thirty, and I want one twenty driven in. And I, I don't think that's too much to ask in this lineup. No, that's that's not unreasonable. And I mean, is it tough to do? But it's not unreasonable. When you consider what he did from his debut up until he went on the DL last year, like that's the guy he is. This the, whatever shell of a player he came back as. Ooh, a shell is yeah, even a ghost of a player. Yeah, it's not even. That's not who he is. And anyone thinking that Correa's done is freaking trash. And Ooh, like, yeah, turn up the heat. Them, turn up the heat. You know what? I I agree with that. I agree with that. So yeah, no, he's a he's a playboy. He's, oh, he's a playboy. <laughs> he's, so, he's so pretty, and his wife is very or soon to be wife, very attractive. But what, where's the where are they having? Is their wedding going to be in the Hamptons? Like we need to we need to, we need to police everything that's happening. Where where's their wedding? When is it? How much fedoras are they wearing? Are they exclusively at the buckle? Yes, they are. Um, <laughs> Uh, is it too much like Panama Jack? Like he needs to like separate his brand a little bit. It can't be too like Panama Jackie. No, he's he's wearing those um what are those uh what are those sunglasses that all the the Panama Jack guys wear? The uh the ones that bend? No, they're like they're like real bendy. They're very golfy. They're uh oh, there's some uh, Maui Jim. Maui Jim. They're they're like. T- yeah, they're they're Maui Jim, and they're like they're all they're bendy, and they're like we're, we we wear them on the golf course, and we're rich. And that's that's pretty much like his whole damn thing, except he wears like transition lenses, and I don't trust it. Every once in a while, he'll have some glasses on. I'm like, buddy, those are a little bit too transition lensy, and I can't trust that. <laughs> all right, so Altuve uh, continued soreness on his left side. Apparently, continued soreness is our new. Uh, Ooh, I don't, I don't like that. That's the new discomfort. But it's so, it's I so, mean, it's so, it's so early right now that with anything, with any kind of soreness or if something just feels a little weird, they're gonna be, they're gonna be shelved. Yeah. So like, so I mean, this is like the one. This is like the one time that like soreness or discomfort actually is accurate. <laughs> Who does spring training actually benefit? Pitchers. Yeah. 
I, I argue that spring, spring training is only for pitchers because it's they're just getting in shape, and by the time they're done, they're pitching their six innings, and it's time to go, and everybody else just kind of goes through the motions. I think it benefits pitchers, and I think it benefits the fringe guys, like the Nick Tantalou. Oh, the guys who are trying to play into a roster spot? Yeah, they're or, or at least a future roster spot, that, that they're not going to make the opening day roster. And they know that. But, but they might they might they might nail themselves a September call up. Yeah, if they if they put together a good at bat, like AJ Hinch is gonna be like, damn, that was that was nice. Alright. Uh Nick Tanalu, I see you. Like like it's it's I'd be interested to see uh, how how they the Well how but how they actually judge that because I mean we as we talk about that, you know, the uh, opposing pitchers are, are working on specific specific pitches, specific locations. Um you know, maybe they're they're doing some sort of situational stuff, depending. I mean, regardless of what inning it is. So I wonder yeah. what kind of advanced math that that they have that can kind of like project these players at bats out of it. I know you can look and you have the eye test that says that was a good at bat, but how do you know it's a good at bat if they were they were thrown seven straight breaking balls, low and away. Yeah. It's like so, but I mean, it's like how can you like, how can you really um, like truly judge some of these guys with with the limited, I guess with limited plate appearances and limited stuff to work with. I, I'd be interested to know. We need to get uh, our good our good friend back on the show. Yeah, no, we totally do, and just ask him about spring training. Like, yeah, and, and he didn't have to get specific. Just just I would just I mean I I'd be I mean really interested in knowing how. Yeah, how they how they gauge this if or if it's all a facade and they know exactly what they're gonna do already and this is all just getting in game shape and it's all just going through the motions and they'd really they could skip it all and everything would be the same, which I kinda feel like it might be. It might be. And I mean like, if you know that nothing actually matters, like <laughs> Yeah, not again, this is the number one nihilism slash baseball podcast on earth. <laughs> nothing matters. And uh, nor does baseball. So, um, yeah, this is the number one nihilist Astros baseball podcast. I mean, if you know, like, I mean, name one player that, that whose spring break turned everything around. It, it might be limited to Tyler White. Like, Tyler White's spring training in 2016, like, changed the trajectory of his career. That, I, I'd argue that changed the trajectory of the entire franchise because, it, like, it pushed players... <laughs> It ruined AJ Reed. Yeah, no. I mean, I mean, poor, I mean, poor AJ Reed, man. He just never got a shot because Tyler White literally played him out. He he played yeah, him. He played, he played him, out. him out of the picture, and Tyler White deserved it. Tyler White was giving you contributing at bats all through last year and was a uh, a big part of the offense. What what I refuse to understand is how AJ Reed was like the. He was like a stud pitcher for the University of Kentucky. Like, how do you not transition him into one of these dudes that can that can give you an inning of relief and provide a left-handed option off the bench? Like, I don't understand how that's not a thing. And there's I've, no, there's no way, there's no way they like haven't, they, there's no way they haven't explored that. But it, I, there's no way they haven't. They've never, they've never given it a chance. I mean that you've seen. 
maybe they looked at his stuff and that like this is that was uh that was adequate for a uh, a division 1 college pitcher that that shit would not fly even for one inning in the pros and that that was kaput i i refuse to believe that that sec pitching is not at least double a quality okay but double a quality isn't pros isn't pitching but on the major league roster that's not that's not adequate that's not good enough I, I realize that, but he hasn't even pitched a double A. Like, you're not giving him the chance to... I mean, A.J. Reed wants nothing more than to make the majors. I mean, he he has all these accolades, all these all these awards, but but he has not been given that opportunity. And, and, I mean, at the at the plate, yes, he has been. He can, That dude can't hit left-handed pitching to save his life, but... He really, he really, he really can't. He really can't. somewhere else. No, I, I'm I'm completely with you. So, free AJ Reed for sure. Free AJ Reed, yeah. You know what? Yeah, free AJ Reed. Let's yeah, put him, give him a chance. Give him a chance. Still, uh, give him an inning. Let him go. Let him go pitch. Let him. Let him. Let him bat. Let him pitch. Let him throw. Let him run. Let him be free. He's the freaking. He's he's the Crash Davis of the Astros Triple A. Ooh, I don't know about that. But it's now round rock. You know what? And I I just want to say that I I still love the fact that J- Jonathan Singleton took that that contract and just like you know what? I'm gonna just smoke pot and like play minor league baseball for a little bit and just chill. Like I, <laughs> I really respect it. Like I really do. Like he's just like you know what? I'm not gonna bet on. I mean, I'm gonna take this money. It's on the table. I don't need to bet on myself. Like this is good. This sets me up forever. I'm I'm good. I can get my career off the table. I can I can play these for a few years and and see what happens. But like no pressure. Like shout out to Jonathan Singleton yeah, no. for for real. Good for him. I like mean, like just a smart just a smart move. Just like it it was never gonna pan out. Uh, he was right there, and he was just like you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna take was it two million bucks? It was yeah five years ten million something. Oh like yeah t- yeah. yeah I mean he's set up. No, he's yeah. He has no pressure on him. If he if he if he succeeds, then he it's all gravy. But like, I mean, shout out to him for that. So that that's 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 neither here nor there. But yeah, so free AJ Reed. What else we got? Um, have you? I mean, have you have you watched any of the of the team? Wade Miley was Wade Miley today. He's not. No, he's he's not. In fact, I would, so, I, I, and I would argue that if by happenstance it wouldn't even be happenstance, but if if by chance the Astros decide to re- re-sign Dallas Keuchel, Wade Miley goes instantly to the bench and to long to to long relief. No, I I still. 100% believe that there is a reason that they put like relieving incentives into the contract that Wade Miley signed. But see, but see, I've I've and been people have been arguing with me like even at the radio station I've done shows where and like and granted like these are people that aren't necessarily baseball people but are arguing that that Wade Miley is gonna would be in the rotation regardless and if, if Dallas Keuchel was resigned, well, why would you have Dallas Keuchel and Wade Miley in the rotation? Yeah, no. I mean, that makes zero sense. That makes zero sense to me. I would instantly make Wade Miley the the Brad Peacock of 2019, 
2018, whatever the year is. Nobody knows what year it is. 19, 2018, I don't know what year it is. What year is it? What year is it, though, by the way? Is it, is it 2019? It is 2019, got it. Just making sure. No, there's, I mean, uh, I mean, if you, you cannot have Verlander and Cole for one year, guaranteed, and not try to do something with that. And so, I mean, you've got McHugh for a couple of years. I mean, I, I mean, they're, they're, se- they're set up, they're set up, they're set up to compete for the next, for the foreseeable future. Yeah, but, but you don't, I mean, if you can sign Keuchel, and, and I mean, Boris has done him wrong, for sure. I don't. I don't necessarily agree with that. Only, only because of, of the, the the way Keuchel, he he deserved a, a a big number, and I don't know if Boris has really steered him wrong. I I would have done the same thing that Dallas has done. But the fact that that Atlanta's not signing him, that Philly's not signing him, like he needs to get he needs to get into into camp.